Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and it's time to talk about book, people. I've got returning guest Chris Oliveira here to talk about the song Part of You Wants to Believe Me. Here we go. Tired from shoveling. How you doing, Florida man? Good. Cold. You know, whopping 34 degrees this morning, so it's a great day. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Is it? I mean, does it usually get that cold in the winter? We get a in couple Orlando? days a year where it gets cold, cold, and we're in that part right now. But it's already so. risen to 55, you said. Yeah. That's, and then next yeah. weekend is another cold front, so all good. Crazy. It reminds uh, us of why we moved from the north. Yeah, were you? Where were you before? Northern New Jersey, right outside New York City. Okay, so you've you've got an experience shoveling before. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Oh yeah. 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 The first uh, I mean, time of the year. The I mean, I've got a, a nice snowblower, and I don't mind snowblowing. I mean, that's kind of fun. Uh, but when it's like just enough to be a problem uh but not high enough to be snow blown that's that's the that the bitch the little in between yes so and especially if it's wet and heavy yeah it wasn't too wet but then our neighbor we shared a driveway had to uh leave early in the morning so the tires packed down the two little strips oh. you know in the yeah. driveway so scraping those up was uh a little bit of an issue yeah so you're returning for your third regular episode if people want to hear your phantom story that would be the reprehensible episode right yes yeah yes. reprehensible was the fandom story mm -hmm. and um, then you appeared again alongside jacob mcleod uh doing um experimental film that yes later yeah 
So, your third episode. Part of you wants to believe me. This was not intended to be the first book uh, episode for the podcast, but um, I Lost Thursday has a uh, a long story of scheduling problems. It was actually supposed to have been uh, recorded the day that Ramona was born. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Because, yeah, Ramona came a week early. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I'm at the hospital now. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, wait a second. Oh, shit, that was supposed to happen today. Okay, I got to text, uh, got to message Patrick and tell him, uh, yeah, that's not happening today. And then, like, his work schedule changed. This is Patrick Crowling. It was supposed to be his first episode. Uh, his work schedule changed or something, and, like, we we're on complete opposite work schedules, and it just didn't, it just hasn't happened yet. But it's scheduled for two weeks from today, so it will be happening. Okay. Um, yeah, I lost Thursday as the first single. You kind of say should, you- you could kind of say you lost Thursday, quite literally. I lost it over and over again. Just cannot freaking find that thing. Um, so, yeah, that, that that will be happening. But what we're talking about today is what was the final uh, single to be released before the book album proper dropped. Part of You Wants to Believe Me came out. They released it on October 11th of 2021 of course and uh it might have been the day that they put the song live that you messaged me and you're like can i do the episode for that one like something about the song spoke to you right yeah it was i mean when you were listening to this song compared to the ones that had been dropped already it sounded different than i lost thursday definitely this was the like big first big band song for the album that we heard and it was really interesting because i remember the way it kind of got out that the song was released was it was on a weird australian website before it hit any of the other services yeah Uh, Yeah. it was like attached as part of an article and i'm like oh i really like this it has a very 60s sound to it which a lot of the album does um with the instrumentation and the way they mm-hmm. worked it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, the, the site was Music Feeds. Yeah. So you say this is the you're saying this is the first single to sound like a big band song, but you wouldn't say that I can't remember the dream sound like a big band song? That I did, but this just sounded very classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was more in the vein of like I like I like fun that album my murdered remains a lot of the tracks on there I it sounds more like possibly they recorded this all together rather than possibly a little bit separate yeah that's a possibility for sure yeah and it's hard to say how the sessions played out with this one I mean I remember talking to Danny way back, it seemed like they were kind of recording the songs in groups of three, but like as the pandemic kind of surged and waned and surged and waned with all these variants and stuff like that, it's hard to say how much they were all in the same room together. And it may have been for some songs they could have been and other songs not tough to say. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, something about this song just was a very 
um, They Might Be Giants song. The lyrics, I mean, these are some of the most um, out there lyrics because they are really hard to understand what he's trying to say. (laughs) Because, yeah, um, let me flip over. Yeah, the confusion in the lyrics makes the listener confused. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, it's obviously a song about someone who is trying to be like, you want to believe what I want to say, but you're not all there either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, I can't really even say what he's trying to hint around on this one. Yeah. He doesn't, the narrator doesn't even actually say what he is trying to say to this person. Uh, it, it just keeps talking about being the the miscommunications. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot about miscommunication. Yeah, miscommunication. And the one thing that really caught me was the index finger raised in objection, making circles that lead nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's like the as I like to call it, the whoop-de-doo, like just the, (laughs) okay, yeah, big deal, keep moving on, okay. Uh uh Um, So I had kind of a wacky theory about this song. Okay. Here's what I was thinking. This song is sung by the voices inside someone's head. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, so this person... Right, uh, takes takes medication, and there may be like there's, there's there's a typical issue with people that take medication where if the medication makes them feel all if they're they're feeling good they're like oh I guess I don't need the medicine anymore yeah and stop taking it um, and so the the medicine is starting to wear off in their system and they're starting to hear voices again. And but they're not quite sure whether they should believe the voices or do what the voices are telling them to say. And this is sung from the point of view of the voices. <laughs> okay. The only <laughs> other way I was going with it was possibly like multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Because of the whole thing of tiny voices trapped in a hot house. Right. So as going yeah. with the voices, mm-hmm. but it's as he's they're switching between these different personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't know where to go with it, but yeah. And they're kind of, as you said, taking their meds, but not really. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to stretch out what they have. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It says, cause yeah, the, the, the song kind of says a lot of the same things over and over again in different ways. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, that I misstated things. Um, the noises are from immense distances and they're a mess and they're no longer a mess. Encrypted notes, um, pages of unread books, M dash framed by quotation marks, like all these different things that just basically say like, what the hell are you saying? (laughs) Uh, I looked up what M dash meant on Theosaurus. So M dash is an incredibly versatile punctuation mark that can be mm-hmm. used instead of parentheses, commas, colons, or quotation marks in a sentence. Uh, the M dash has a fan club of sorts as writers love <laughs> to debate its many uses and overuses. 
Uh, people get M dash tattoos. It's the bad boy or cool girl of punctuation, a freewheeling <laughs> scoff law, a rebel without a clause. Uh, it's yeah. It sets off a word or clause and adds emphasis or can signal an interruption of an idea. Mm. It's the longest of all the dashes. <laughs> it's the big daddy of dashes. Yeah. Uh, it's also called a double hyphen. Okay. I wonder if Linnell's a fan of these. If you mention him in a song, so, I'm thinking maybe. maybe he's yeah, it's like, it's a totally something I never had heard of. Me neither. But I'm not really a writer. So. so it'd be sort of like he's saying a quotation mark inside of quotation marks. Yeah. So it means nothing, basically. Yeah, you have nothing to say. Right. Yeah. It's just a big... Uh... So on that verse, some encrypted notes are discovered between pages of unread books when in scrambled, all that it says is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah yeah so really it's somebody who might have nothing to say mm -hmm. and they want to believe him but they really can't believe that he has nothing to say there you go now we're heading down a rabbit hole yeah yeah it could be because then another thing, it could be someone that's trying to manipulate this person, trying to take advantage of them, but they don't yeah. really know how to do it correctly. They're not even good yeah. at manipulating them. And <laughs> hmm. So many things it could be. It's just the, the, the patented Linnell uh, unreliable narrator. Nar oh, totally. But this is even more unreliable than most of his others. Yeah, I'd say so. It's like two layers of unreliability. Yeah. Because um, he's telling a story about how he's not very good at telling this person these things. But are, can we even believe that? <laughs> and as we've now found out, he's not really saying anything. No. So this is <laughs> really coming off as a song about nothing. It's uh, it's the Seinfeld of They Might Be Giants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a song about nothing. So something's something's happening in the song, but wait, no, nothing really. Nothing really. It's not worth our time. Yeah, but I mean, only the Johns could fill a song, a song with so many. Yeah, with so many good, uh, fun to sing lyrics, without it really going anywhere yeah exactly because <laughs> it's there's no romance in this mm -mm. <laughs> it's yeah someone somewhere somewhere else something else hears the noise nods its head yeah this is just one of those songs it doesn't really have a lot to say <laughs> it it says a lot without having anything. Well, this may end up being your shortest episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, these these ones about book songs, like we don't get we don't get demos from songs anymore. 
Uh, Very rarely. Yeah. If there are demos, they never see the light of day, but chances are they're just recording it well uh, right off the bat. There's no crappy recording that exists, um, though you never know. Um, And with touring put on hold, this song has not been played live. I mean, it just came out anyway. Um, And... There would have been very few covers, but I managed to unearth some, so we will get to yes, those later. Yes, very good job with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got I got people. I'm 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 people who knows people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, well, speaking of touring, do you think these shows in the spring are going to happen? Well, Daryl's house was already canceled, well postponed again, but no new date. Mm-hmm. Um. I have tickets for that whole week in New York. Mm. I'm supposed to be traveling up for all the shows that week that were Daryl's house and then followed by Bowery Ballroom and everything. And what's the what's the date on this? Uh, it is the first week of it's March something. Mm-hmm. Uh, um March 9th through the 12th. Okay. It was supposed to be four shows in a row. No, through the 13th, five shows that week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first was already canceled. Yeah. Well, Daryl's house is such a small venue. It's such a great venue, though. Um, That's what but I've they heard. didn't cancel any of the other ones before it. Because mm-hmm. there's Ram's Head in Baltimore three shows in D.C., and Bowery Ballroom on March 2nd. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm supposed to see him in May in St. Louis. Um, so, fingers crossed, but, I mean, at my school, there's been some surges of cases uh, with the kids, and... Uh, who knows if we'll be able to tamper down this Omicron before those shows happen or not. Yeah. Or if, if there will be some other variants come along by then. But yeah. Hopefully this is, we're hitting the end of it. Oh, hey, it's Greg from February 10th. Well, in the two weeks since I recorded this episode with Chris, all of these spring dates have been canceled. And as of today, have not yet been, or the new dates have not been announced yet, so we'll see. Okay, back to the episode. But I would assume when they start playing in that this is a song that will get some live performances, being that they release it as one of the singles, I would assume that the Johns think that this is one of the strong tracks off the album. Um, That's the thing with this album. There's a lot of really strong tracks i would agree even yeah um this is probably one of the strongest i mean they've been on a really good run for the past yeah they haven't really had a down album in a long time even though some people don't like lean i happen to enjoy it (laughs) yeah i don't know what people's deal is with Glean. um so have you been following the they might be shit posting uh, reverse survivor poll yes. for this. <laughs> um, people are not liking this song. 
What's the deal? Let's see. Where did that? I end think because it's a song about nothing. Maybe. I don't know. People were. Tra- I mean, when you look at the album book in general and the songs on this album, yeah, this isn't the strongest of the album. And there's so much goodness on the album. Yeah, it's got a lot of competition. Um, but yeah, we haven't even... One of my favorite things about it is the the music. You mentioned having a 60s feel. And uh, I would agree with that. One thing, you know, when I was listening on headphones, when I first listened, I always assumed that melody... So it kind of it's it basically tells you what the vocal melody is going to be right off the bat um, instrumentally, and I had always assumed it was this crunchy organ sound. And then when I was listening to it on headphones, I'm like, is that a guitar lead or is it organ? It, either way, it's this really crunchy sound. And then there's this other kind of ca- counter melody that comes out in the other ear. That's this little crunchy thing going on too. And now I'm not sure. W- what do you think that is? I'm pretty sure that's a guitar. Because it doesn't have, I mean, it seems to be that the organ that's been on a lot of the tracks on this album is, I want to say, a Hammond organ from the 60s, because there's that whole Doors sound Mm -hmm. that you hear um, on a few of the other tracks. And when I've been listening to it only with headphones, and it sounds maybe like a processed guitar. Yeah. That's possible. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of kind of leaning towards organ, though. Something about how consistent the notes are that it sounds like something with a lot of sustain rather than something plucked, like just the d d d d d d d. Like it sounds like. Um, Maybe it's a guitar setting on Linnell's new keyboard that he got right before everything went downhill. <laughs> yeah, that's possible too. It's like, I mean, the, the 60s feel that you were talking about, kind of like so many garage bands in the 60s had organ players. Yeah. And it just sounds like, uh, like a really gritty organ to me. But like I said, I was a little confused too when I, when I, I like the, the hand claps a lot. I love the persistent uh, tambourine that comes in right from the start. Yes. It's just really which is another, uh, propulsive. Which is another big 60s sound. Mm-hmm. And Marty gets that cool little fill to kick off the song. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> do, so, you, do, you, do you see some similarities between this and uh, another track you've talked about, Experimental Film? Actually, yeah. I could very much now that i'm thinking it yeah they kind of have that well marty's drums Mm -hmm. and the way he hits on that kind of similar tempo similar kind of movement in the chord progression both i mean both just very poppy linnell bangers yes exactly yeah and something about the melody, it's funny, when I first heard it, uh, it almost seems like it goes on, it it went on longer than 
I thought it was going to before repeating. Something something about the way that it keeps climbing up towards the end of the melody. Like it seems like it yeah. doesn't settle uh, as soon as you think it will. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it kind it's leading you on. But and when you think maybe that's something he's trying to say with the song is because you think, oh, wait, oh, we're continuing onward. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and I love the melody. But yeah, at first it was kind of tricking me like that. Um, another thing I, lo I love is the little bridges, the um, the tiny voices part. Yes. Um, how it just has this droning it's an e chord underneath that it's, it's that whole that whole stanza is just all e so it has the vocal melody and a little uh subdued keyboard part going underneath it with a dun 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 dun, dun, dun. but underneath yeah. it's just dun 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 dun, dun like dun. a marching sound almost yeah, and I love how it just kind of stagnates there for a minute because the song, the chord progression of the song moves so consistently and, and quickly. It barely stays on a chord for more than a couple of beats uh, for it to kind of, kind of settle down there for a minute um, is a cool effect. And then I also love the end of the, I don't know, it's almost like a two-part bridge when it gets to the... Uh, from immense distances and just holds it out almost like immense distances, like it's echoing like it through is a, a canyon like on a or something yes. like that. And then Marty, like especially the second time that happens, Marty gets a huge fill in there. So I'm always a fan of that. I'm I'm always thinking that Marty should get to show off a little more than he than he does. Yeah, I mean he's a guy who plays to the song, which you know he's a very musical drummer. But he's so good, and I'm always hoping for more big fills from him. So this this song provides. So interesting thing. I decided to pull out the book of book. Mm -hmm. And if you go to it, it's on page 45 for those listening. Um, the way they did it on that is I want to say that maybe that's Greek lettering. Hmm. They used for the artwork of the lyrics. So it's got it in English and then it has it in another language. Hmm. Yeah. My book's upstairs. I really should keep it down here with me. Now that I'm going to be doing all these. Um, let me pull up translate and see what it says. Yeah. I think it's, it may be Greek from what it looks like hmm. uh, here. Send you a picture. What do you think about and the book of book as a whole? I think it's brilliant. It's so different than what I've ever seen any other band do. Yeah. And when you, I love the way the photography is brilliant in it because it's that street photography mm -hmm. style of just random stuff that you see laying around. There's also a lot of kind of spooky stuff. Yes, but that's New York. Yeah. <laughs> um and as you flip through it you're like yeah this is what the world looks like there is lots of weird stuff out there if you look mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I will say, having lived in the New York area, when you're just walking around Manhattan, you see a lot of things that you're like, okay, <laughs> didn't expect to see that today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the picture that they have uh, for this song is a uh, street shot of a red door. Looks like a padlock door like a very secure door maybe not padlock but there's some big kind of lock on there and then yeah. next to it is a drawn door a painted door which <laughs> it looks like there was some crack going along the wall that kind of makes a 90 degree turn and goes down and someone maybe looked at that and they're like oh, i'm just gonna use that crack to frame a, a fake door yes exactly so it's like again, some sort of wily coyote thing, like someone could walk up to it and be like, bonk, that's not a real door. Something that's not there that looks like it's there. <laughs> Maybe something about the confusion of that going along with the confusion of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and if <laughs> and with that being Greek, it's all Greek to me. I <gasps> It doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Sure doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely this book is one of the coolest pieces of They Might Be Giants uh, memorabilia that I have in my collection now. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's fun to show people. It's like, here, look at this. This is what this band's capable of. It's definitely more uh, massive and elaborate than I thought it would be. I, I'm wondering how they're making money on this thing. This It seems like especially with it being part of the IFC, like I was only in the, the $100 tier. And I'm like, I feel like I've gotten more than $100 worth of stuff out of this, which is awesome. But how yeah. are they making a profit on this? <laughs> I am a crazy president for the IFC. I went all the way this year. Yeah. And I'm, I feel I've gotten my money's worth. I mean, yeah. the IFC is always worth it. If mm -hmm. you're into some other band. Right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Yes, not at all. <laughs> so I wish we had a live version to play, but we do not yet. Um, but uh, we do have covers. Are you yes, ready for some really, really good covers? Yeah. So the first one uh, I found with just a YouTube search. And it is a guy who goes by, let's see, his channel is called load no that's not what it's called uh shameless covers by puerco shameless covers by puerco and i know he's had some covers on the show before i can't recall the songs off the top of my head right now um but this one yeah uploaded uh christmas eve let's let's check out puerco's cover of part of you wants to believe me Yes. 
state all the things that I thought I said I never said Maybe the wires got uncrossed and instead what I said was the thing that I meant Tiny voices trapped in a hot house without windows devoid of air Index fingers raised in objection picking circles that lead nowhere This is no longer a mess. Somewhere else, else. What do you think about this one? Um, really interesting because it's just him on an acoustic guitar. Uh, he changes the way it's sung just enough to make it like, okay, you're not doing a straight cover. He changed some of the... Um, he speaks out the end of one phrase. I can't remember which phrase it was. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay. And the way he does the bridge portion, instead of it being staccato, he was a little bit more angry when he said it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely a worthwhile cover to listen to. The guitar playing is impressive to me because he doesn't just play the chords. His pinky is really getting a workout here. He is uh, playing the melody with the chords, following it along. It is pretty cool. I also love how he whistles the melody at the beginning. Um, but he is, he is, yeah, really working out that pinky, following the melody up and down while doing the chords, which is... Very, yeah, a very, a very skilled guitarist, this guy. Okay. For sure, yeah. But, yeah, no, definitely I gave him a like. This was a very good cover. Yes. So, give a listen. He's only got two likes so far. I just gave him a third. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the only one I could find. So, what I did was I tapped my uh, crew of prolific covers artists and got two more out of it uh the first one i think we should listen to is carrie hearn who just sent this yesterday a part of you wants to believe me cover and let's check out carrie's
would you think of Carrie's? All right. Carrie's was amazing. I know she didn't think she was doing that good of a job with it. But yeah, she's all like giving these disclaimers. I'm rusty on guitar. I'm like, I love this version. It's great. It's almost got, all right, here's another 60s reference. It's like a whole Mary Hopkins, Marianne Faithful type of vibe to it. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I kind of like this whole very, the way her voice sounds ethereal with the guitar playing. I'm, I'm like, yeah, this has got a very folky version of it. And yeah. mm -hmm. definitely I am adding it to my playlists. Yeah, she uh, she's got the nylon string classical guitar, so it's a it's a more mellow kind of acoustic sound. And yeah, her voice, of course, I think she changed the key, um, but her yeah up in up in her range, I always love hearing uh, female vocalists take on giant songs, and her voice is always great. Uh, and uh, yeah, no different on this one. It sounds amazing, and. Then we've got Noah Daniels version. Uh, he got this one to me two days ago. So these these guys, yeah, I, I gave him three days and and got two covers out of it. So Not yeah, bad. this is right. This is my crew of uh, Kai Pfeiffer was in there, Daryl Till's in there, um, Adam Rivera was in there, uh, and we may get some ones on different songs with them. But the, these two, Noah and and Carrie, were the ones that were able to kick out covers uh for us special covers yes i will play these in full because of uh you know the custom made for us chris is it, don't you feel special yes i love <laughs> we get these this is the same as with my first episode where we had to find covers right away yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah let's listen to noah's all right hold up hold up hold up it's february 10th greg again and i've got an update 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 so Noah sent me uh, that cover with electric guitar, accordion, and his voice. But then Kai Pfeiffer decided to jump on and add a bunch more stuff to his track. So let's listen to this updated version.
so Noah's was a excellent cover also changed things up a little bit i sounds like he's duetting on it yeah he harmonizes himself yeah so i'm like all right and it's the higher himself doing it higher and doing it in the lower register so Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. again it's the voices in your head singing along with you and then here are chris's thoughts to kai's additions to this cover what a great remix of this track i love the percussion he added and the distortion to the vocal and how the background vocals now have a little bit of echo making them seem further away sort of like voices in the head uh great job to kai on this one thank you so much for sending it over and i'll see you on the air so i'm going to echo a lot of chris's thoughts here like on the percussion i love what kai added it's a very kind of ragtag four on the floor kind of stomp and uh I love how well Noah had his like guitarmonies, I'd call him, with the two electric guitars uh, harmonizing themselves on that lead uh, is really uh, hoisted up by uh, Kai's adding of low end and percussion. And I also love the effects that he added to those background vocals. Uh, I think may he may be singing on it a little bit himself too, but it's kind of hard to tell. So uh, Kai working his magic uh, and Noah, great job as usual. Uh, to both of you guys. So back to the original recording. Yeah, it's funny. Noah said something kind of ballsy when he first uh, entered the chat here. He's like, oh, I think I want to do a cover for Part of You Wants to Believe Me because I wasn't really happy with their version. <laughs> like, oh, so you're going to improve upon the Giants okay. version. Okay. Well, wow, man, that's quite a, quite a statement. I'm trying to find uh, exactly what he said there. But I was like, oh, man, let's see. Um... Yeah, I'm not completely content with how the released version sounds, but I know it's a great song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I said, the audacity thing, you're going to improve upon the Giants version. He said, there are a few issues I have with some aspects of the song, but I always feel ridiculous for criticizing these rock music geniuses who write songs that make me feel like they have more potential. Uh, they'll probably unveil that potential when they perform it live. And I most likely will not achieve that. However, I'm trying to work on it now. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess basically he's saying, like, we expect so much from this band, and he thinks this song could have been more, which, yeah, is very a very bold statement. But Yeah, I don't know what else <laughs> you would add to their version, though. <laughs> well, he, he does, he adds harmonies, vocal harmonies. Yeah. He adds some guitar harmonies as well or guitarmonies as we call them in the biz uh which gives it almost like this kind of like metal flourish like when you get two okay. guitar leads going at the same time um i'm sure that's not what he was thinking but it, that's what i always think of when you get those guitarmonies um and we've got some accordion in there which is not in the original so he adds some extra layers to it yeah, I guess accordion with the, if it is organ, not guitar, would be a good addition to the song overall, like he mm -hmm. did it. Yeah. But yeah, no, both of these covers are excellent covers and very much their own version of the song and not just a straight ahead here. It's the same song all over again. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. So thank you, Noah and Carrie, for uh, the express express mail delivery on these covers. Yeah, because I mean, it's 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 it was a dilemma. Like, I really want to be, you know, on that hot tip talking about book while it's still, while you know, while it's fresh. You know, people are wanting to hear opinions about book, but then. Yeah, we don't have live versions and often not a lot of covers. So that's that, that, that's the dilemma. But, you know, maybe maybe down the road, like another year from now, I'll have a special Patreon episode that'll just be book covers that have come out since the episode. So it'll just be and like a book, book revisited. Cover yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean... I give the people a lot of content. I don't think they can criticize for a short episode. I, th- I think they got a lot of good opinions about this song, and I think we're to the point where we need to score it already. I can very easily give this song, going over everything, 7.7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that sounds about where I'm thinking, too. I think... Um, I think I'm going to go straight up seven for this one. Got to leave some headroom. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it seems like I'm liking the unpopular ones a lot because I love I Broke My Own Rule and people are shitting all over that on Facebook too. But again, it's in a shitposting group, so you know how much. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one. I'm going to talk about that one with uh, Mari Morton uh, sometime in not too long. But yeah, so I'm going to go with seven on that um do you have anything to plug sir no i'm All right. yeah i'm just <laughs> me doing things down here in florida running theme parks it's all fun and games i know that's pretty sweet so is there like a what's going on there is there are there still like capacity limits how many people can yeah can go in the place we use um we park reservations to enter into the parks. So before you arrive, you have to make a reservation on top of having your ticket. And there's only so many per day and all that. Mm-hmm. It's not really a It's basically up to somewhere close to where we were pre pandemic, but it's much easier to manage now. Good, good. Mm-hmm. And are masks required in there? indoor locations so whenever you're getting going into an attraction as soon as you enter the queue you have to mask up if you enter Mm -hmm. any shops mask up if you enter any restaurants mask up are vaccines required no it's florida yeah (laughs) of course what am i thinking what was i thinking (laughs) yeah sorry how to say it (laughs) yeah yeah no that, that makes total sense now you know uh uh, so people can find this might be a podcast all over the place. Um, the, yeah, this might be a podcast.com is a good spot. Uh, Twitter's a good place at this might be a pod or also on Instagram. Uh, if you really like what you're hearing, you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast and, uh, leave me a voicemail at two, two, four, eight, zero, one, two, nine, three zero let us know what you think about book and what you think about part of you wants to believe me chris thanks for being on the show again man anytime yeah dude